0: Welcome to ECE Honestly. Hi, and welcome to ECE Honestly. Here we discuss the ups and downs of working in the field of early childhood education. So listen, hopefully learn, and enjoy. Before we begin, I would like to acknowledge with gratitude that I am speaking to you from the unceded and traditional territory of the Coast Salish peoples, including the Kwai Tsleil-Waututh, Squamish, and Stolo peoples. So it has been a while since I have been on here talking to anybody about anything um, because a girl is busy, a girl gets very busy. But I am super excited because I had a follower reach out to me, uh, I want to say about a month ago, uh, and her name is Olivia Mafuz. And Olivia, would you like to do the honor of introducing yourself and telling us about the subject that you would like to talk about
1: today? Of course. So my name is Olivia and um, I have been an early child educator for about 15 years, if not more. And I've enjoyed children from the age from zero to 12 years old. I do have a um I have, I have, my heart is really towards the little children. So from zero to two years old, I would say. And so I wanted to pursue my career more in children and their development and how everything works. So I ended up going back to school to get my honors bachelor of early child educator. And now I am finishing my doula course so I can help postpartum parents. And um, what I really enjoy is, learning skills from zero to two, helping parents on how to be with their children and uh, promote more of a cognitive, physio-social, emotional development for for the child and to help the parent understand when the child doesn't really know how to speak to the parent. So my goal is to always make sure that the parent feels comfortable understanding the child when the child wants something from the caregiver.
0: That's awesome. So lots of it has to do in terms of setting, setting families up for success. I want to say. Yes. Especially in those first early years. That's wonderful.
1: And how how important it is of a role of a parent and their babies at home. Love
0: it. So Olivia, um, you've talked a lot about what your passions are and why you've decided to go into the field of early childhood education. Uh, But I want to know what is the program that you're coming to talk about. So you sent me a document of something called the Early On Program, which from what I've read sounds like something similar that we have here in BC. but I would like to hear uh, what's going on in the province of Ontario.
1: Um, so it is a program that is free run by the government from age zero to six years old. And it's important because the children and parents can play with their kids based on what the early child educator in the classroom will present. So there's such thing as like baby in me class. Um, there's such thing as the toddler and me. And then um Replay for zero to six years, so they have an interaction. So they play one on one with the parent, and then the early child educator can actually come in and, and provide feedback or provide how to play with the child, or if any parent have any question. Um, for example, in the baby and me class, a lot of the parents that come. Um, are postpartum parents. So they're very nervous, they're new parents, they're very anxious. So they would come to the early child educator and would ask them questions. And the early child educator would help the parent with the transition on providing them um, resources and providing them positive feedback for them to feel very confident in what they're doing. Another reason why early on is very important is because it also helps the transition on going to daycare the child doesn't have screen time, which helps the child learn to be in a classroom setting. And it also also helps with the transition going back home. The child will feel more at ease to take the nap time. The parent will play better at home instead of always having the parent doing the one-on-one, the child could actually play by himself while the parent can do something else. There's just so much we can say about the early on. And what I really do enjoy is that it's also a bilingual program, which is great for the French speaking parents or like the one parent who speaks French and the other parent who just speaks English. So it's the same thing. And it's called Oniva. And that also promotes the same things that are as early on, but it actually is in a French, so the child learns French at the same time and is in a French environment, which is great because it's, again, they learn, they grow, they connect together, and if families have any questions about their child development, the early childhood educator can help.
0: That's awesome. Definitely reminds me of something that we have here in BC um, and it's called Strong Start. So Strong Start is also a program that is government funded, if I'm not mistaken, uh, for children who are birth to five years old in a play based early learning setting. That is, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Everything is set up by an uh, qualified early childhood educator. So I do believe that independent early child early childhood educators are the ones who set up these programs Um, and if I'm not mistaken they get government funding to be able to set up these programs. I may be wrong but this is my understanding of how the subject of how this works and in BC we also have something called Indigenous Strong Start or I I think it was it used to be called Aboriginal Strong Start but I want to say it's it's recently changed but I, I could be wrong on this as well.
1: That's really cool. I'm happy that yeah. the, that they have that type of um, experience. And I find that parents don't know about it as much. So I mm-hmm. hope that they, this podcast can actually lead to making parents know that there is help out there because you don't really, I don't I, like parents also need to know, like they don't always have like, yes, doctors and nurses are extremely important, but once you have a baby that's zero to two years old, having an early child educator involved, especially like going to an early on helps the parent learn, but also helps the child learn to think independently and also make decisions for themselves rather than the parent thinking that they're making the decision for the child. And yet the early child educator also teaches the child how to entertain themselves, like I mentioned before, and parents also allow the child to explore and find their own interest instead of always thinking, oh, "Okay, where I'm, I'm seeing this ad, or I'm going to go to Toys R Us, and if I find this interesting, I'm going to put it to the child." But if the child doesn't go to their own interest at first, the parent wouldn't know exactly what they like. So the early on actually promotes what the child likes, and. Right. They can be messy in the center because they the ch- early child educator would make sensory activities where they include things that not you can do at home all the time because some parents mm-hmm. don't like to clean up at home. So this is another way to develop um, sensory skills and social skills and collaborative play skills as well. I would also
0: say that... Um, As well, this is a nice opportunity maybe for a lot of families who don't have a lot of privilege and maybe are not able to,
1: um,
0: you know, get, you know, uh, materials, you know, have paint in their home. um, Or maybe not even just know where to go in terms of resources on how to set really great um, foundations in those first, you know, five years of life. And so I would argue that this sounds like a really great program as well, as well as here in British Columbia with our Strong Start programs, uh, great resources for parents to be able to, you know, get those questions answered, to be able to meet other families who may be going through some of the same, um, not struggles, but maybe challenges that they're going to, or even just understanding that whatever their child is doing is, is okay. Their child is fine. <laughs>
1: Yes. And, you know, seeing the
0: similarities between the, you know, their child and other children.
1: Yeah. And that's, you are absolutely right. It actually does help promote the parents that don't, can't give everything to their children, but going to the early on, there's more option to providing them with what they don't have at home, which is great. Because it's also important that the child has a healthy brain development, seeing different surroundings. And also the the early on and the Oniva also provides outside activities for the child. So it also helps promote the parent to wanting to be outside with their child and talk and have that one on one and asking questions to interact with the world, you know, because once you're once you give birth, sometimes it's hard to interact with the world and you become so depressed so going to an early on with your child actually helps the mother as well or the father
0: Mm -hmm, definitely and you were saying you mentioned this a little bit before we started reporting that the province of ontario isn't really pushing a lot of outdoor play at the moment um is that just in early childhood or is that kind of in general when it also pertains to to parents
1: well, I think it's also, um, it's because um, outside play can be, it depends really, like some parents always complain saying, oh, it's too cold for the child. So then we want to do, and we want to accommodate the parents, but we are, we are trying to promote outside play as much as we can, but it can become very difficult because I guess the temperature, but um, okay. it's it's something that we're definitely working on to put more outside play involved and in finding strategies to maintain instead of always being inside. That's for sure. Right.
0: Definitely. Um, and what was I going to ask you? I was going to ask you. So how does it work then in terms of government funding? Does that mean that that funding goes to the educators to be able to purchase supplies or is it just to get the educator and the educator like a a school teacher is in charge of getting all the materials for their classroom?
1: So the government funds with everything. So it's the government that um, pays the early child educators and it's also the government that has the funding for the classroom to keep maintaining with the materials and everything. And to make sure that um, it's a safe and productive explore and learn for their environment. So they develop, um, we're understanding everything and enjoying what they like. And we also do what the child likes. So from observation, we'll we'll promote their liking because there are parents that keep coming every single week.
0: So it is kind of like a drop-in program?
1: It is, and, and then they could actually be online too. So during COVID, obviously we did Skype. Oh,
0: okay, so, that's cool. yeah.
1: So that was cool. Yeah, we would read stories and stuff like that. Um, yeah, but uh, like we would we would encourage the parent to be more one on one with their child, so that their the child is not only sitting at home and watching TV all day. So right. we would we would do and then I know like the French program Oniva um would do like a treat bag where they would take it, they would come and pick up the bag and then it would be like different type of um loose materials and then they would do a Skype with the parents where they would do okay today we're going to do this with your child so it would be an activity that a child can do from zero to six so obviously the five and six years old could do it them by themselves but the zero to two years old can do it with the parents so it would keep them entertained and not only just being bored in the house and not doing anything so we were trying to maintain more of a cognitive level.
0: Oh, that's so awesome. Um, yeah. And what a great resource especially during the pandemic when everybody was stuck at home and children didn't have the opportunity to interact with peers or, you know, even go outside for a walk. Like, I don't even remember seeing people outside yes. walking.
1: And I think that's why outside play became less. Right. But, like, there was a time where I do know that um, being outside was Because being outside is very important for the child. But I find that there is sometimes there's excuses for not being outside. And we need to find more of a way to bring inside play fun, outside play fun. Mm -hmm. You know?
0: Totally. I know for me, culturally, um, I come from a Latinx background. I know... Outside play, especially in cold, is something that I definitely advocate in my own community because we still a lot of people still have the mentality that, you know, if you go outside in the cold, you're going to get a virus and you're going to die. Like that's that's the extremeness of, of the thinking behind that. Right. So in a lot of these situations, we are kind of going we're fighting, you know, a mentality that is just so ingrained into a community that, you know, we have to approach with care and come to the understanding and you know try to help people understand that you know that's not the way it is that it's actually extremely beneficial for us to be outside and breathing air it is regardless for vitamin
1: of d temperature yeah for sure yeah but sometimes parents think about themselves rather than what the child benefits as well and so like It's also hard because you want to please the parent because obviously they're your clients, right? So if it's too cold, they might not want to come to the program.
0: Right, right. So it's definitely try
1: to maintain both ways. Like there's parents who love being outside. but Then yeah, those parents are not coming because I don't want to be outside. Even if it's Mm -hmm. the benefit of the child. Right.
0: So you kind of have to find a,
1: a happy middle
0: ground in order to want to continue want to keep parents coming and and enjoying the time with their child and maybe in that um you know giving those resources and help you know help to get to the understanding that there there is a benefit to to what you're trying to do
1: and that's why in the schedule like sometimes the outside play there's some and then some more of inside play but you know even in the summer you'll see so much more parents at the outside play now it's like we need to find activities that are more fun to do outside play during, during like winter time, because we yeah. want to have as much fun outside um, during the winter than in the summer. In fact, like kids actually don't even, I don't even like, I know they realize it's cold, but they actually have so much fun in the winter. It's really yeah. us that, Oh, it's too cold. Or I don't want to do this, you know? Yeah,
0: definitely. Um, And I think parental or not, sorry, not parental, um, adult biases or adult uh, mind frames is a whole other topic in conversation that we could totally get into. (laughs) Yes, I love it. Well, um, I wanted to say thank you so much for coming on here and sharing all this wonderful knowledge with us. I really enjoy speaking to educators from other provinces more than anything, just because there is we there's no real unification in terms of ECE, you know, across Mm -hmm. Canada. So to be able to hear the experiences of other educators, what. what government funding looks like in other provinces, what advocacy looks like in other provinces, I think is so amazing and so important. And the unification of all educators is something that we really need to strive towards because we are each other's hype people.
1: We are. And I'd advocate for any early child educators because they are very important because in the end of the day, they offer children love, acceptance, appreciation, encouragement, and guidance. And that's something parents need to know that, You know, like even the little kids from zero to two years old, just having a good educator on their side brings them the most nurturing and protection of the child. And then their personalities and their identity become so huge and they mature physically, cognitive, emotionally and socially. And it's just so beautiful to see because the parent having the help of an educator will make the child uh, an amazing person.
0: Absolutely. Get those foundations going and use us as a resource if you have any questions.
1: Yeah, for sure. Exactly.
0: (laughs) Love it. Well, I wanted to say thank you so much. Continue doing the amazing work that you're doing and good luck on your doula program. I think I said this to you before. I know a few educators who decided um, to go into a doula program just because it seems to, it seems to really go hand in hand.
1: yeah and i want to help postpartum parents as well and being in the early years um i realized how much parents do need a doula that has an early childhood educator background and thank you for having me it was such a pleasure yes ec oh, honestly is so amazing
0: <laughs> thank you thank you um i love all you listeners reaching out um if there's anybody out there who wants to talk about a topic that they're passionate about. please do not hesitate to reach out because, as I mentioned to you before, Olivia's platform is to amplify all of the educators' voices, and we would not and I would not be doing my job of using this privilege of having this platform by not also passing the mic over to you and letting you talk about what it is that um, you know keeps you going and makes you an advocate for this for this sector. Thank you so much. No worries. All right. We'll talk later. Bye. Thanks for listening in on this week's episode of EC Honestly. If you have any questions or comments, send us an email at ECHonestly at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram at EC Honestly.